Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. Quick hitter for you here Sunday. We're talking about the Combine with Corey Kinnon, now freshly embedded into the uh, into the OBR framework here. What's up, Corey? Not much. I'm happy to be here, man. Let's talk quick. Let's go through these. We've had pretty much every group now except for the defensive back, uh, defensive back group. So, like, today a lot of big numbers came out. Guys, you've got your name on – or, sorry, your interest in are, like, you know, Karlaftis didn't run. I don't think he ran today, but he put together some things uh, in, t- in terms of vertical broad, shuttle. But there are some others out there like Trevon Walker. Talk about guys who caught your eye today. In, and we could talk, too, dating back to the O-line before last time I put out a pod that was fresh here. O-line group, too, that caught your eye. Yeah, so um, we can start with today in defensive line. So uh, I think Trevon Walker firmly tested himself out, himself out of even being on the board at 13th overall. Um I mean, we, we've had guys like Dane Brugler on him as a top 10 prospect for so long. And I think even even though Dane was high on them, there was some hesitancy across the board. Uh, I mean, it, it, people have been coming around as of late, but the numbers he put up now, I could see him being, you know, that first edge rusher after Thibodeau, Hutchinson off the board. So even you're after... Like a, you're talking 4-5-1. You're talking that 4-5-1, 40-35-5 vertical, 10-3 broad. Uh, all of the numbers. The only metric that he came in light or a little lower into the yellow on his RAS check. And if you're not following uh, Kent, Kent Lee Platt, the uh, at math bomb to give you an idea of how these guys rank across the board is, uh, con- you know, comparing them to the history of the position. This is what you should be doing. But Trevon Walker's a nine nine eight mark, which is phenomenal with thirty five five thirty five. Yeah, huge arms. Yeah, my insane. goodness. So the production's an issue with him, right? People try to point to the production as a holdup, kind of the same way they did with. Um, Away back in the day, right? So, it, but but there's more there to you. You you think he's gone by 13? Oh yeah, I think he's he's gone by 13 at this point. Especially if you look at the teams in the top that need edge rushers. So, I mean, we're talking about Jacksonville, Houston, uh, the Jets, and the Giants, um, Detroit. These are all guys that have been in the conversations for for Hutchinson and Thibodeau. Like th- those are only two names. Uh, Denver is going to be in that that conversation as well if they punt on quarterback again. So like. I think Trevon Walker might be the second best edge rusher in this class. And, and he's just, again, tested himself out. And a thing to consider with, with his production, with him and Jordan Davis, we're going to talk to Jordan Davis about Jordan Davis here in a second, but the thing to consider with him and Jordan Davis are that the, the stable of defensive line talent that Georgia had just kind of allowed for them to rotate in these dudes um, kind of willy-nilly. So, like, wow, production isn't there. And we're going to talk about Jordan Davis's snap count only being at, like, 33%. Of, of defensive snaps, like they've got a dude who's going to go top 10 next year at defensive tackle. They've got a dude who's going to be a first round edge rusher again next year. Um, they had a dude who was going to be a first rounder this year, but he got in small off the field issues. Like this defensive line had maybe five first rounders on it uh, this past year. So um, that's something to consider when we're talking about production. Yeah, I think, I think you're spot on. So when you're talking about guys at, four, at 13, we've gone through this. I've made my point, Corey pretty clear about pick 13 and what I would prefer to do pretty much leaned wide receiver the whole time. I just think it's a massive problem, but if there's going to be a guy you take at 13, it's got to be a guy who you really feel is going to be a difference maker. He's got to be a pretty surefire 
edge uh, type of uh, or IDL. You're talking about Jordan Davis, difference maker. Who are your guys at 13? Trevon Walker could be in this list as an example if he's there. Uh, upfront guys that you saw test to either today or yesterday. I know we got, got to look at defensive backs, and that's still a, a, a couple guys in there you flirt with, right? But like mm-hmm. guys today that you've locked in that if they're there at 13, like I feel really comfortable taking that guy. So I'm with you that I still would not pass on wide receiver. Like it still feels very spicy to pass on wide receiver, no matter who's on the board. Um, but looking realistically again, Trevon Walker, I would say if he's on the board, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he's going to be. So that leaves it down to, to two. Um, well, we'll say three. So um, Jordan Davis, uh, I would, I would have to highly consider, especially after the numbers that he put up today. My goodness at six, six, 341 pounds running a sub four, nine, 40 yard dash and jumping 32 inches in the vertical, uh, just absolute third, like a 10, three broad jump. That's what Garrett Wilson jumped in the broad. Like that's ridiculous for a dude who's six foot six and 341 pounds. So a one, six, again, eight, a one, six, eight, 10 yard split is preposterous. Like that's unreal. Preposterous. Yeah. <laughs> Athletes are evolving, bro. They're evolving. They're yes. Evolving. And again, he's one of those guys where we can talk about like, well, he only played 33% of Georgia snaps. He was only on the field on rundowns, really. Like they took him off the field on passing situations. That that doesn't mean that he can't play those situations. It just means that, you know, Georgia preferred to go with speed when it was obvious passing situations. They got a guy named Nolan Smith and Adam Anderson, these slender speed edge rushers who who they brought on the field in those situations. So he came off the field. That doesn't mean he he has to be a, a, a shade. He has to be a, a two gap player. He can he might have the potential to slide out to three. He might have the potential to, to to stay on the field all three downs. These numbers would certainly would certainly seem to indicate that he can. Um, so that that changes the conversation for me altogether. Yeah, I would say so too. There's guys, I think in that. Um, well, Carl Loftus is another guy. We got to get his forty. We got to get a couple other pieces of data mm-hmm. that I mentioned earlier. He's sending it a pretty good mark. Six four two sixty six. Good length little longer than Aiden Hutchinson so yeah mm-hmm. I mean there's there's positivity going on there his shuttle run was pretty good and he'll get another chance to run that his jumps were were strong so we'll see how he finishes up but that's another guy at 13 where you're like okay the second round guys too that I thought I've been eyeing I know you and I and Steven have been eyeing through different shows Travis Jones tests oh extremely well 64325 runs a 492 he's a 9.66 uh uh, number right now on the RAS stuff. We'll see if they get some better numbers over time through through his uh, personal stuff, his, his school pro day. But he tested really well. Logan Hall, exactly who I thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. a 488. He's light, but he's light because he can do a little bit of both roles. But gee, many Christmas, man. 6'6", 283, a 30-inch vertical. He runs a 488. He shuttles at 444, <laughs> and he three cones at 752. It's bananas, these guys, man. But those are the guys, two guys we've been eyeing at 44. Is there anybody else kind of Maybe that either you're like, eh, I didn't expect him to be that bad or jumped up and was a little better than you thought. Just just didn't throw that open in case anybody uh, played them off. Like Boye Moffy so far. I mean, my goodness. You know, the Minnesota. Moffy's old, though. Yeah. He's off. He's old, though. So I don't know if they would flex their, their guardrails a little bit. Um, I would say Nick Benito out of Oklahoma is a name t- to watch now. I need to, I need to watch his tape to begin with. He's a bit of a slender. He was slender on tape, but he, he seemed to bulk up, and he tested really well at like 6'3". Uh, I don't have his weight in front of me, but he was bulked up um, weight-wise. And then Perrion Winfrey is the other guy from Oklahoma. Again, Winfrey's early tape is is not good. He tends to turn – he tended to turn it on in like Oklahoma State, which was the, the – uh, the championship 
game. And um, some of the later seasons game, you can see some some real promise with Winfrey. Um, so I need to go back and watch those those games again. But, you know, the dude's built like an ox, 35 and a half inch arms. This dude's like stout as can be. So when we're to- looking at the defensive defensive tackle room, like that's a significant concern. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, Logan Hall, Travis Jones, Perrion Winfrey, those guys at 44 um, are, are somebody to seriously consider. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It looks like David Ajabo had a good day, too. He's sitting in a 933. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm not sure if he did shuttle or three cone. Did you catch if he did shuttle or three cone? Uh, no three cone. Um, he did do um, shuttle and was at a four four five. Um, so slower than Logan Hall. So not 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 quite up there. Did run really well. Ran a four six um, four mm-hmm. six mark and jumped a ten foot broad. So you know, pretty pretty uh, balanced. I think he's got he's got some some marks to improve when he gets to his pro day. But yeah, I would say the offensive line group. Hey. Offensive line group, Rosenthal, man, that's the guy to watch, right? That's been a guy I like. Zach Tom's numbers were good. There's some interesting O-line guys. Not that the Browns are going to be heavy hitters in the O-line group, but any of those guys running back is I'm not paying a whole bunch of attention to. But uh, I want to open it up there if you had anybody that caught your eye. Yeah, I mean, Rosenthal's the big one. That's a guy I've been talking like, this guy has all the stuff that you can't teach. He's got the mobility, the athleticism, the length. He's kind of a nasty player but he's a gigantic ball of clay elsewhere. So his, his, his footwork is not good. His hand placement's wide and kind of sloppy. So that that's a Callahan, that's a Callahan guy, right? The, the guys mm-hmm. you say, Hey, this is ever, he kind of reminds me of like Desmond Harrison from a few years ago, minus all of the, the extracurriculars that Desmond Harrison was involved in when he was with the Browns, but you know, came in under 300 pounds, six foot seven giant dude. But now I struggle to think that guy's going to make it out of day two. Um, Another one is, is Sean Ryan. So I've been a big Sean Ryan guy. I mentioned him in my article that posted today um, from, from UCLA. So he's got some shorter arms, you know, 32 and some, some inch arms. So kind of shorter arms, but he's six foot five, a really dense lower half. State champion shot put thrower in high school. So he's an athlete, got really good core strength. His grip strength is insane. 
gigantic hands, uh, moves really well for, for his size. Um, again, people think he's going to be a guard because of the, that, that arm length, um, which, which very well could possibly be. Um, but Sean Ryan's a guy that I think is, is a top 30 player in this class that just doesn't seem to, to get the hype that some of these other dudes have. Um, again, his agilities weren't spectacular, um, but by all means, his tape says he's, he could play in a wide zone. He gets wide pretty pretty easily. Um, had the best vertical of any offensive lineman as well. So Sean Ryan's a guy I continue to be pretty high on. Yeah, good call there. Tyler Smith from Tulsa, a name that we have thrown out a lot on shows, tested pretty well. He There's rumors he's going to go in the first round. Yeah, I've at this point. That. So yeah, yeah, he's up there. What's up with these kids from North Iowa? Two straight years of <laughs> absolute mutants coming out of uh, Northern Iowa. It's crazy. The these guys, the almost mm. perfect numbers in terms of the composite uh, mark. I mean. Two straight years of Trevor Penning, and then mm-hmm. um, what was the kid's name in Buffalo last Spencer year? Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown. Both of them. Like this dude, six seven, three twenty five. I'm pretty sure Spencer Brown was six eight, uh, but, yeah. but he runs a four eight nine, a seven two five three cone, a four six two shuttle, a twenty eight <laughs> vertical, and a nine zero three broad. It's bananas. He's a nine nine six, and I think Brown was a ten even. I think yeah, he might have yeah. for ten. So I think personally, this is kind of where it's at with the two classes. Well, I think Spencer Brown's the better player. Like from a grading perspective, I had Spencer Brown graded higher. Spencer Brown went the third round. I just see some things with Trevor Penning. You know, uh, he tested off the charts well, but I don't see that 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 athleticism wasn't really on his tape from what I saw. I think I saw a guy who struggled to reach outside shoulder against speed. Um, Penning is also was penalized 16 times uh, in 2021. So I think that's the most that I've seen so far looking through these guys. Um, because he just tends to, to be a little too aggressive after the whistle, and it showed up at the Senior Bowl as well. And some people love that, and to the point where I, I heard Der- Daniel Jeremiah say that like the Panthers might take him. That's like, I think they were picking what nine, six, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, like that that the Panthers love him, and that seems like a thing that Matt Rule might would do. So, um, <laughs> but from from but yeah, Northern Iowa, just insane stuff um, with with Penning. The thing, here's a funny thing about Penning. Uh, he also watches horror movies pregame to like get in the mindset. So he's kind of uh, uh, a, a loose cannon all the way around. So some teams are going to love that. Some teams are going to be like, ah, that's a little bit too much. Yeah. The other kid that they, they're hiding these offensive linemen out of in the, in the uh, Northwest. The, the, the was it, is it Matt? Well, let's go for the North Dakota yeah. with another crazy number at six, eight, three, twelve. Yeah. So, well, let's go tested off the charts. That's Steve's um, guy. Steve's it is guy. Steve's guy. So, well, let's go might become the new, the new Dare, you know, where we're like, you know, this guy has things you can't teach and, but, but he, he doesn't have the things that you can't teach because I mean, he had a good senior bowl because he has the length for comp to compensate for some of these things. But I think his, his feet are, are a little sloppy, you know, um, mm-hmm. he's kind of a lumbering athlete too. So even going through those drills and while he was testing yesterday, I was like, Oh, this guy doesn't, doesn't really seem like he's moving super well, but like he is, um, He's just kind of a goofy mover, um, which, I mean, it doesn't impact his numbers, obviously, but um, he could become that that now day three de- developmental guy that they take and say, hey, let's see what we can do. Uh, because, I mean, he's, he's checked the box at the senior bowl. He's checked the box at the combine now. Uh, so teams are going to – he's going to get drafted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, other one to, to talk about before we close is the arm length, right, of uh, of, of our boy out of, out of Iowa. And – you know, to me, it's interesting to play offensive line. There's not many guys with, what is it, below 33 arms? What, he's got 33, 32 and a quarter? Um, Talk about Tyler Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum, yeah. I was just curious, 
the numbers on uh, on arm length are pretty solid in terms of guys who are below 33 and it's just not it's not a great threshold there's not been many guys that are successful so if the browns were in that position they're not in this draft i don't think they're going to take that type of player but if they were would you be really really scared about that or do you think a guy with linderbaum's athletic ability you know just just can overcome that because i feel like a lot of people last year Corey. this is a general question less about linderbaum more general like Devonte Smith was a huge talking point about his weight and got taking a guy in the top 10 with that doesn't weigh a certain number. It's, it scares a lot of people. Uh, so, so I'm guessing I'm like, are you bending on those sorts of things where you think it's a special player or are you pretty hard set that the data is not lying here? Uh, I, I tend to bend it, especially when we're talking about interior guys, because I mean, what do they do when there's tackles who measure short arms, they kick them inside anyway. So like, and especially when we're talking wide zone, uh, outside zone, it, it depends on more of getting out there than than trying than trying to reach a guy. You know, I mean, there's there's definitely some reach blocks and some scoop blocks that are necessary. And, but like, he's athletic, he moves well, so I don't have any ability. Like it, that doesn't question his ability to cross face of a d- defender a gap away and, and seal him off. Like, so I think I'm I'm okay with it. I don't think he's he's going to be able to. I mean, they're not taking him 13th overall, and he's not going to be on the board at 44. So um, we could just be having a, a fun conversation. But Yeah, it's more um, fun. Yeah, but I'm okay with it for a guy like Linderbaum for sure. All right. Well, this is good stuff, man. I think there's a lot of moving parts. There's only one more group of this to happen. We'll talk about it at the OBR. We have a live dueling mock show Tuesday where we'll do a little – our first real investigative uh, mocks with this data kind of – in hand, and I think it changes a lot about the thoughts on a lot of players because the Browns tend to really make this a heavy part of who they are as a as a team is is your age and what's your athletic ability. That's the threshold for their early picks. So now we're geared up and uh, have a huge portion of that picture. These guys will obviously over the course of the next month and a week really uh, be doing their pro days. Guys like Drake London stuff to test. We talked earlier here about Karloftis has to get his running numbers on the books and a lot of things to still pay attention to. But we finally finally have a really good baseline so we're pumped about that Corey, thanks for joining man appreciate you absolutely jake i'm sure it'll happen plenty more <laughs> uh-huh plenty more so keep checking out Corey's stuff on the obr where he posted about his scouting techniques uh, just yesterday and some guys he likes so a good introduction to Corey's thought process on this stuff make sure you check it out he also put up a garrett wilson versus chris alave story earlier this week that you still should go back and check out as it pertains to the wide receivers that are out there that the cleveland browns will be very interested in so check that out we also have some things on linebackers coming out on the uh, website today when you listen to this show on sunday Make sure you take a peek at that because there's a lot of moving parts going on there. A lot of thoughts on current guys and the JOK VIP piece that was up just the other day that you should check out. It's got everything you need to know comprehensively about his rookie season with plenty, plenty of film about him as well. So check that out. Guys, thanks for joining today on this Sunday or Monday whenever you're listening to this. Have a great day. Stay safe. Be well. And go Browns. Go Browns.